What's up, crew? Welcome to another episode of the Clover Tech Podcast. It is March the 2nd, 2022. Happy Every Second Matters. So if you're out there and you don't know what that is, uh, there is no central group or organization that owns Every Second Matters. It belongs to us all. And uh, on the second of every month, get out and uh, promote, advocate for Second Amendment rights for uh, farm lifestyle, all that good stuff. Spread the uh, good word and uh, yeah, some pro farm messages. Um, want to uh, say that we hope the guys with my medic uh, are hopefully doing better and they get well soon. Uh, they had to uh, cancel the uh, podcast that we had scheduled to record earlier. We'll get them back at a later date for sure. Uh, but wish them all the best and a speedy recovery and all of that stuff. So we are going to uh, have a ghost and clover for every second matters. It just kind of worked out that way, which is always nice. Uh, I'm going to bring ghost in uh, here in just a second. Before I do, though, special thanks. Uh, you see it scrolling below to all those that are Patreon patrons that are YouTube channel members. And the YouTube channel members keep growing, which is 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 interesting let's say and uh those that super chat super thanks uh, and shop over at uh, clobertech.com slash shop so my uh intro a little bit shorter than ghosts intro typically but uh it's all good i guess from start to finish i guess from the time i hit the button till the time i actually bring the guest on probably about the same as yours yeah, I mean, my, my intro is 30 seconds. Yours is like 30 minutes long, so, yeah. And then, But I talk a lot longer. I, I have more things that I've got to get out there. So I guess it probably all evens out in the end. Yeah, that's true. This is true. So uh, if you're not familiar with Ghost and Clover, we basically talk about whatever we want to talk about. But if you want to throw some stuff out there in the, uh, in the chat, we'll absolutely uh, talk about that as well. And uh, unlike... When uh, I've got somebody from the industry or whatever on, I typically don't waste time uh, shouting out folks, but we certainly do it here. And I see Rod is out there with Aegis Gun Care and uh, Buck's out there, the Tactical Foot, as well as Ozzy and uh, the Tactical Pickle. So welcome, welcome. Yeah, a little quick shout out to Ozzy real quick. I got in the mail yesterday a, a Bark at the Moon patch that accompanied a really beautiful leather holster for a 1911. It's going to fit my Ronin. And he put the you know, the Marine Corps emblem on it. Really, really beautiful. Really great craftsmanship. Uh, more importantly, the Bark at the Moon patch. That was awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Ozzy. I appreciate you, man. Uh, it does fit, by the way. He was a little worried that it may not be exact for the Ronin. It was like a standard, you know, 1911 holster, but it does fit. And the great thing about leather holsters is if you keep it in there for a while, it will kind of mold itself around whatever's in there. So that helps. Yeah, it'll fit anyway. Sure. Um, have you got anything up Instagram pics of it or anything yet? Not yet. I mean, I just I just got home and uh, I'll probably what I'll do. But when we get done here tonight. I'm going to take a picture of it with the uh, I'm getting ready to put my Marine Corps grips on the Ronin. And so I'll put those on after we get done with this. And I'll take a picture with the Marine Corps grips and the Marine Corps holster, which I think would be a pretty cool shot. Yeah. At uh, CNT designs out there. 
as well as uh, Hippocras. So, what is up, guys? Um, yeah, you know, I did um, uh, got the this croissant 10 millimeter and like immediately right out of the box started putting crap on it. I had crap to order before mm-hmm. it ever got here, you know? Yep. And I'm like, crap, now I got to take all this off to do the first video. Cause I don't want right. to do a first video with all that stuff on it, you know? And it broke yeah. my heart to take all the stuff off because it looked, I mean, so much better with all the extra yeah, stuff. Yeah. You had on some it. cool grips and you had the, was it a stream light light on there? And mm-hmm. yeah, the TLR 10. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but I got it all done now. I got the, uh, now that that video's out of the way, got everything put back on there, got my front sight uh, painted, at least white for now. Uh, I'll figure out a color potentially later on. Looks like 223DMR yeah. is out there. What's up? What um, up, homie? So, I don't know. That's one of the fun things. Some people complain and they, oh, why do you, you know, why do you do this or change that or do this? And it's like, because it's, fun and because i just like and because you can <laughs> because i can yeah yeah and one of the cool things about 1911s is grips are a dime a dozen there's you know yeah. a billion different companies that make them they're fairly easy to make you could yeah. pretty much make them yourself uh if you had just some basic tools um yeah. and saws and things but um you know so if you get tired of one thing heck it's not an exorbitant cost to switch over to something else. Excuse me. Yeah. And this is obviously my first 1911. So I did the same thing. I ordered these grips actually the same day. I think you ordered yours. We were kind of looking through different grips for both the guns and all that and found these Marine Corps grips. They're really, really beautiful. They're wood and all that. They're really nice. But uh, I think my wife is having a conniption fit in the kitchen with the stool. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to put those on tonight and all that. And I was the same way. I wanted to do the first video or two um, with the Ronin, the way it comes out of the box. Now you can go ahead and make it yours. And that is, as I'm finding, as everyone always has told me, that the great thing about the 1911 is, like you said, accessories, aftermarket stuff, especially aesthetically, are you can find basically anything that you want, any design, any color. I mean, you you can if you can imagine it, it can be done with a 1911, especially grips. So yep. that's that's the cool thing about it. Yep, grips and sights too. Now, yeah. did does your Ronin? Because I don't remember. Does it have a rail? Uh, no, it does not have a rail. I got you. Okay. I don't think. I don't believe it does. No, uh-uh. <laughs> all right. I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't. But it, it is, and I've told you this, and I've told I said this in the video and all that. I mean, it, it is to me. You know that I'm not a huge 1911 guy. Uh, obviously, this is my first 1911. But when I saw this last year, I was like, "That is just a gorgeous gun." Yep. And regardless of the design, it's just an aesthetically pleasing gun. And then when you shoot it, it's just amazing. And being in a 10 millimeter, it's even better. And I know that people are saying, oh, your first 1911 is in 10 millimeter, not 45. Okay. You know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I absolutely love this gun. It, it is. It's probably the prettiest gun I have in the collection. It is just it is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Ron Wink, jumping in out there. What's up, Ron? John? Is that John's? Wayne? Is that John's cousin? I think so. 
think so. Okay, cool. That's cool. the uh, that's the better of the Wayne cousins, I think. <laughs> okay. Ron. This is Ron my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you said earlier you were gonna. We we talked earlier. You said you were gonna try to get yeah. out to the range. Did you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> funny story. So. You know, you get out there and you're getting everything set up. And I, I what I was doing, is I didn't really do a torture test on the BRG. So I had a lot of stuff to, to kind of get ready. I had to set cameras up and all sorts of stuff. And I get everything set up and I'm getting ready. I'm loading up school magazines and all of that. And I look out down range and where our range, if you guys have seen any of our videos, there's a big mountain behind our range. And that's our backdrop, basically, you know. And I see someone walking. I see, I see a couple of people out there walking, like in the wood line, in the tree line. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm yelling, I'm like, hey, you know. And uh, the guy that owns where our the range property on the hillside ends, the guy that owns the rest of the mountain, was down there doing a timber survey. And just walking out there with the guy, the surveyor, just doing timber survey and. So I did not get a chance to shoot uh, because I really didn't feel comfortable shooting with a guy walking in the range. So, um, yeah, so I did not. So, uh, unfortunately, I lost the day of shooting. So when I had to go tomorrow and Friday before the rain rolls in this weekend. So I'll be spending tomorrow and Friday afternoon booking it, trying to get some stuff done. But it'd be cool. I've been doing a torture test for the BRG9. I uh, just got in the SAR. USA the the AR pistol in nine millimeter. Be doing some work with it, and so yeah. In the next you know couple of weeks, you'll be seeing some really cool torture tests and reviews on a couple of those and, and all that. So looking forward to. It. I just I couldn't. I got out there and couldn't shoot today We got a um, kind of interesting one out there from. C and T and I gotta say I've never heard I've never heard such. Um so you don't want the form one? Yeah, I've never heard I've of never, such. I've never heard of that so either. That's gonna be interesting. Uh now is he asking be, about that or he had that happen to him, I wonder. I, I don't I don't know. But I would if you've got some links to some stuff for that, I would that would be nice. Uh, or if they sent you an email for that email, possibly. Just, just yeah, yeah clovertagatgmail.com. Shoot that over my way. Uh, I'm yeah, definitely going to have a conversation with the local ATF folks here. Um, but he says he did a video on it tonight. So what for those in the audio podcast world, what CNT out there is saying uh, is that if you file a Form 1, the ATF can change their mind after they've taken your money and done the background and everything else, which doesn't make any sense that they could do that and then tell you to destroy it. So the whole point of a Form 1 is so that it's under the NFA. And then un once it's under the NFA, then it should be good. That's the whole point of it being under the NFA. Have I said NFA enough? Um, I've got multiple form ones. Um, and, and this may go down the line of the people that claim that they just walk into your house whenever they want. 
Um, I've got multiple Form 1s, have for decades. Um, I know many, many people that have form, well, that have NFA items, not just Form 1, uh, and have for decades. Um, I don't know a single solitary person personally um, that has ever had that happen uh, where something has been backtracked or what's the word, I guess, for that? Uh, <laughs> retroactively um, cut out. Uh, or You're saying that it was just released, so that's interesting. I wonder if there's... I'm on my phone, so I can't Google it, but I don't know if you're on your computer. They said it, was ju- it just happened, like it was just released. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. I've never heard of anything. I mean, that's just crazy. Are they going to refund your $200? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if, if they're going to go and change their mind, then they should give the money back. Oh, uh, okay. They're going down a crazy road here. So, yeah, I don't really want to get into all this, guys, but the, the ATF... Uh, uh, Epicus out there says ATF has denied many pending forms ones and put out a statement that just that pre-purchasing the materials mean you illegally bought a suppressor and they won't register it afterwards. Um, yeah, you need to know the, the regulation. I don't agree with the regulation, but yeah, you can't start building anything. You can't even have the, the stuff to build it um, until you've got that form one. Oh, um, so they're, they're saying they're going out and purchasing the materials or whatever and then after the fact i've got a feeling they're talking about solvent traps i've got a big i didn't i didn't want to say it but yeah solvent sure traps. and Probably. so here's the here's the deal with that is you're talking about modifying something that already basically has components that could very easily be made into a suppressor so yeah he said um, not drilled yeah i guess and yeah. i guess uh yeah I guess they're saying that. Uh, so I don't what's use his all name? The traps. Um, they're, they're garbage. Prince, so, the uh, attorney up in Pennsylvania, did a piece on it. Yeah, um, I know people that have done solvent traps um, that have went that route uh, legally again, form one, uh, and they blow up. They blow the end cap off. They blow baffles out. They just horrible, horrible experience. So all of my form ones are built on a lathe and a meal and they're built right so yeah cnt out there says yes yeah uh, and, and, and i don't want to go down like you said, i don't want to go down this this rabbit hole too difficult and, and too long mm-hmm. and, and i'm not saying this because i don't know everybody's financial situation and i understand that typically suppressors can be and a lot of them are very expensive but there are a lot of great suppressor companies that have come out in the last couple of years um, that are putting quality suppressors out there for a reasonable price. And, oh, by the way, it's almost like a layaway situation where you can you don't have to pay for it all up front. You can pay for it. If it's going to take you 90 days to get your, your stamp back, then you have those 90 days or those three months, or they might even be able to extend it longer. You know, it depends on who they are. So yep. I, I would say if you're, gonna, if you're looking for a suppressor, and you're wanting to get in that game, and you're willing to spend that two hundred dollars on a tax stamp. Yep, you can find a good suppressor for three or four hundred dollars. You don't have to go spend twelve hundred dollars on a good suppressor anymore. Oh no, you don't have to spend that e- any either. But I mean, when you start getting up into expensive suppressors, you get up into expensive because of materials. Yeah, um, but if you're willing to use wait. a solvent trap, then then the three hundred, four hundred dollars suppressor care. is. 
Well, yeah. What I'm saying is, if 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 you're if you're talking about doing a, a solvent trap suppressor, you're not looking to get into a twelve hundred dollar suppressor, anyways. Yeah. So spend the extra three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks. Pay you know, if you get a three hundred dollar suppressor, pay a hundred dollars a month for three months while you're waiting on your stamp. And now, not only you're going to have one that lasts, but it's going to be good and it's not going to blow up after the first few shots. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Two things. Um. You know, I'll say. Uh, kind of piggybacking off, you know, mine are all built from the ground up. Um, is you can have fixtures and stuff. You can build your fixtures and your jigs. Um, that's cool. Um, but you know, when I think about solvent traps, uh, people were doing or utilizing, and this was a long time ago. This was before solvent traps were even a thing. Um, people were using freeze plugs, like for an engine block. Um and building uh jigs to then take that freeze plug and convert it into a baffle um and there was some debate similar to that of solvent traps way back then um now so what i'm saying is this is not a new conversation right everybody wants to jump to current presidents and whatever and it's like this is not it's, it's a new conversation in the sense of maybe you weren't paying attention back then it's a new conversation maybe in the uh, sense of maybe nobody was talking about it back then or you know about it uh, but a lot of the stuff that we hear from the the ATF we hear from you know gun control uh, activists and, and and advocates and that sort of thing it, you know it's the same old tired rhetoric the same old BS so what I will say is this if you're ever in doubt people are so for the keyboard keyboard commandos with Cheeto dust on their fingers in the basement, um, I giggle because for all the, the the veracity that they have online, they're so really afraid of the ATF. They're like deathly afraid of them, and it's 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 laughable in a way. And I'll tell you why. You mean they come take it from my cold dead hands? Is yeah. it real? Yeah. Well, it's laughable. People are almost scared of the ATF, and and it, it's it it's laughable because you know you can literally you hear about you hear about um, um good lord what am I get the getting an opinion letter you hear about this when the Sig Brace first hit the market you know years and years and years ago or whatever was it the Sig Brace or yeah I think it was the Sig Brace um, yeah. it came with a copy of that letter well. Anybody that knew anything knew that that letter is only good for SIG, right? Saying that, hey, this, you know, is all kosher. It's cool, blah, blah, blah. Now, we know the history with pistol braces since then. That's been dec a decade ago or more. Um, we know the history, everything has happened since then. Um, but it's not just companies that can send off and get an opinion. And it costs a stamp, which is, don't get me wrong, has went up. Stupid postal service. That's expensive now. Uh, but literally, and, and probably best if you send it certified return receipt and other things so that you know that they got it and you can expect something back. But, um, you know, typically, I know that the opinion letters I hold uh, anyway, um, you know, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. Usually you get one back. Now, does that cover your neighbor? Does that cover all of your subscribers on YouTube if you tell them to go do this? No, that letter's only good for you. Um, so if you're, if you're ever in doubt, people want to worry a lot about the gray and all oh, the ATF can do this and they can do that and they can do this. Well, you know what? If you sent off and got an opinion letter, 
then they wouldn't. Um, well, I think I think a lot of people you, are worried about what if they come back and say no, you know? Yeah, because they really want to do it, right? Right. Um, and yeah, so at least you know. So I mean, either you want to know, or you don't. You know, um, for me, I I have never sent an opinion off um, that I didn't research the regulations and I did not word it very pointedly. Is that a word? Pointedly. Um, it was a very yes, pointed letter to the specifics of, you know, what I was what I was wanting to know was okay, right? Um, and very specific to my situation. Um, and I, you know, I've never had one that I weren't, it wasn't able. It, it, they always come back in their opinion. They agreed with the way that I've seen it. Now, again, does that mean that they can't change their mind on their opinion they send me? No, they can't. But they can't arrest me, throw me in jail, blah, 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 as long as I have that opinion letter. Unless they notify me that, yeah. Unless they send you a second one saying, "Hey, disregard this. Yep. This yep. takes precedent over the last. This supersedes yep. the last correspondence." Cease and desist. We have changed our opinion, updated our opinion, whatever. Since you know, and all that stuff's on file with them when you ask questions. And here's what I've got to wonder: is if more people took part in the civil process of doing that, right? Would would we have as many issues, as much drama and everything out of the ATF as we supposedly seemingly have? And make no mistake, make no mistake. Um, if I if we were if I was to put some flamboyant ATF agent something going on the thumbnail here and title it the ATF screws us all over, there would be instead of eight or nine and numbers going now down now because I'm I'm dropping truth bombs and nobody wants to hear it. Instead of eight or nine people watching this, there'd be three hundred. Why? Because all you guys like the drama. And there's there's folks out there that like to peddle the drama and there's folks that like to lap the drama up. And you may not like my opinions on it, but I try to uh, you know, I try to tell it as I understand it, as my experience dictates. And unfortunately, that's not a gloom and doom attitude toward things either. So Well, I think a lot of it comes down to the root of it is some people don't want anyone to know what they have. I get that. I understand that. But you can't, the same people that are going to do that are saying, I don't want anyone to know. I don't want to be my name on a list or I don't want to be part of that are the same people that typically will say, you know, we're just law abiding citizens wanting to you know do our own thing, leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't say that you're a law abiding citizen. If you're foregoing the NFA I'm not saying the NFA is right. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either you don't want anyone to know what you have and F the government, or you want to be a law-abiding citizen who just wants to be left alone. They're not the same thing. Nope. And that's the, that's the gray area. That's the slippery slope we talk about. Now, someone mentioned up there that the ATF can just change their mind whenever they want. Not so much. Not not on everything though. Well, not without filing. That's what I'm saying. It's it, not they the can't comment, do it in the dark. That's right. Sure. It, it can't it can't be done like you wake up one morning and next thing you know, out of the blue, they've changed their stance on whatever. That's yeah. it's not how it goes. So we we 
as law-abiding, quote-unquote, law-abiding gun owners and all of that and, and all of that have an opportunity to be heard before. Now, can they put the, you know, the, the, the whole comment period out there for 60 or 90 days and do all that and then literally just disregard 100% of the comments and make their own and do what they want to do anyways? Yep. Yes. Yep. But they can't just do it on a whim. Well, and um, on policy, on po on policy stuff, right? Let me uh, let's pause for the cause for just a second. I miss some people like TJ jumped in out there since this is Ghost is Ghost and Clover here. Uh, Gunmetal guy, I see jumped in. M Gabriel jumped in. Hootie who jumped in. Tactical pineapples out there now. All the uh, Warsaw is in the house. Um. Yeah, it, you know, here's, it's, a, there's a bigger conversation that is never, is seldom had, right? For all the complaints there are about the ATF. Um, and here's why I tell you, man, people are playing, people are, let me back up. A lot of YouTubers are playing you for those that are listening to this podcasters mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and they're playing you. And the reason I know this is because we've had these comment periods, right? And oh, oh, they'll all these big tubers will make a big deal out of the comment period if it has to do with the ATF. But, but you let the Department of Commerce put out a comment period on something that's a positive thing they're trying to do for gun rights and gun companies in the firearm industry, which was put a restriction on banks and financial institutions from discriminating against said industry. Right. And there is zero from any of the gun tubers on that. Zero. Nobody tells anybody. Nobody gets the word out. Nobody gives a crap if anybody they comments. They don't even know that it happened. Nope. Why? Because it's a positive thing, not a negative thing, and they can't get your views off of it and get you to click on their freaking Olight links down in the description. Right. Real quick, awesome news out there. Our buddy Mike over there at MK Outdoor Journal says, sorry he was corking you. Ohio passed constitutional carry today, and he just had to go live. Yeah. Congratulations, Ohio. Welcome to the club. Nice. He was talking about that the other night. Yep, yep. Um, and about how it was kind of bouncing back and forth. Well, and, that's uh, that's the whole thing is he no one was really sure. I mean, it could have gone either way, but I'm glad that it passed. Well, it sounded to me, and and if you if you if you know me well enough, you know that I hate, um. I hate people that don't live in my state telling the news that's coming from my state because you don't understand how everything works here. You don't know the demographic of the legislature. You don't know yada, 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 right? So I didn't want to preach to Mike or anything in the chat uh, the other night. Um, but Oh, appeared, but you wanted to, appeared, I'm sure. Well, it appeared to me, right? <laughs> well, this was a positive thing. I wasn't going to be Debbie Downer on it. But, you know, he was saying how it was going to go back to the House, and then they were going to propose amendments, and they just need to pass it. You know, and they, they, they need to not put any amendments in it and all this other stuff. And, you know, we had the same thing here in Texas. And the people that, that introduced those bills, they knew a lot of the hurdles going in and they already had everything set up. And, it, and in the end, was it, was it weird? And was it frustrating because you had all of the legislative hurdles 
Uh, and don't get me wrong, legislative hurdles are actually a good thing. Do we really want our legislators to be snap their fingers and make law and, and stuff? No. No, we want it to go through a process. That way we have plenty of time to make our voices heard and potentially stop anything that's bad, right? So, you know, we don't want it to all happen all quickly like that. And so, you know, it it appeared from what I was seeing outside looking into Ohio that, you know, everything looked like it was moving that it just had to work its way through that legislative process. And it looked like the folks uh, there in Ohio talking about the representatives. Uh, we don't call them leaders on this show because they're not their employees. Um, but it looked like the representatives were were just trying to work it through the way that they uh, they needed to. Uh, he goes on. We'll, we'll catch up with it down here. And I'll jump back. Joe Ziola, I see, jumped in. What's up, Joe? I haven't seen Joe in a while. But yeah. uh, he up, says Joe, they Joe? did, in capital letters, he said they did amend it by removing some language. It passed, and the Senate passed it uh, in concurrence vote. Now, now it's on the way to uh, the governor, and he says he thinks he'll sign it. Um, so, yeah, this is one thing that, that was I was of the opinion of, and I've seen this with Texas and moving the ball forward uh, mm -hmm. to the point where we got constitutional carry, of course, last year, um, is just pass it. Just pass it. Yep. People get so hung up on our side. They get mm -hmm. so hung up on amendments, right? And I've seen, over the years, I've seen organizations. Thank God they were smaller organizations here in Texas, and they really didn't have a lot of influence. Um, right. But completely back out of supporting something because of some one little stupid amendment. And yep. it's like, we can always go back and change things. That's get right. it done. And then get it we'll on the find, books. Then we will fine-tune, right? Um, until you get it done, I mean, what do you even know that you need to fine-tune? And odds are that legislation is going to need to be fine-tuned anyway. Um, yep. And so that's a that's a process in the way that it, I know it's worked here in Texas for a long time. So, you know, when you have seemingly pro-2A bills out there, um, don't get hung up. Don't get hung up too crazy on the, you know, on, on amendments and think that that's a bad thing. Um you know, there was an amendment, um, you know, here in Texas that a Democrat proposed during that process that was absolutely amazing to get records expunged once this went into effect, to get records expunged with anybody that, that had awesome. a, um, yeah. um, anybody that had a criminal record involving, involving a charge that this change would have a yeah, it, it wasn't an illegal firearm or assault with a deadly weapon. It was someone had a legal firearm that was registered, all that good stuff. They just had to be carrying it without a license, right. and they were charged. That would, I mean, and that that like you said, that I was watching that with you. That was from a Democrat, and that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I know that, um, you know, when we're talking to a lot of different states out there, I know that is not the case with you guys. I totally, totally get it. So, um, yeah, yeah C &T, out there. Yeah, Alabama's going to be voting on it Friday. That's awesome. And we're going to be in Alabama for, I'll be in Alabama for about 12 hours in a couple of weeks. <laughs> You'll be in Alabama longer than that. Uh, yeah, not much more than that. You'll be, you'll be in Alabama about 24 well, yeah, if you count the, yeah, okay. By the time I get 20. there and the time I leave the next morning, yeah. That's true. 
But yeah, yeah. we've got uh, yeah Alabama. Hopefully Alabama makes it happen. It looks like they're going to again. I'm not your premier source for Alabama news because I don't live in Alabama and I will get it wrong because I don't know. So, uh, but it, uh, from where I'm sitting, it looks, it looks pretty good. If you know somebody from Alabama, give them a call and, uh, tell them to get on it. So I'm honestly, I'm actually surprised that they don't already have constitutional carry in Alabama, honestly. Right. Uh, so Mike, yeah, Mike is out there. MK Outdoor Journal, I'm calling him Mike, and it's actually budget. Um, but anyway, it is weird calling him Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to rid myself of the habit of calling him budget. I have you know? and it's kind of easy since it's MK at the front. That kind of sounds like a shortened version of Mike. So, but he says that he heard that I might be going to the gathering in South Carolina. So uh, he'll see you there. So, uh, yeah, Ghost and I was going to talk about that a little bit. And on the backside, of, we're only going to spend about an hour on the Ghost and Clover because that's typically how I run uh, the podcast recordings. And I want the people in the audio world not to hate me. Uh, but, um, um, yeah, we, we've got, um, with the 14th, uh, 14th, 15th is, 14th and 15th is the Shooting Sports Showcase. Now, uh, for those that are out there, if you are interested in going to the Shooting Sports Showcase, basically you just got to be a POMA member, and you can pay that out. And POMA, if you're not familiar, is the Professional Outdoor Media Association. Uh, and there are some cool perks. Yeah, I'm going to pimp POMA out a little bit because there are some – I've enjoyed some cool perks. I know that, uh, that Mike out there uh, was a member. Don't know if he still is or not. Um, but um, – yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool uh, event that happens at the um, CMP Talladega Marksmanship Park. Um, and it is pretty freaking cool. I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying not to downgrade. I am looking extremely forward to being around the companies that are going to be there at the range. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm a little bit more excited about just seeing the range, you know, because I, I listened to you talk about it and how awesome it is. I mean, I'm looking forward to shooting some cool guns and all that and meeting some of these companies, but I'm really looking forward to just being at that range. So if you're, if you're curious about the CMP Marshmanship Park there in Talladega, uh, I do have a video on the channel uh, from last year. I drove around the park and and took pictures of the shotgun facilities and the action pistol bay facilities and the different things. Um, So yeah, check that out uh, if you're curious, but yeah, gorgeous range. Uh, Since it is a CMP Marshmanship Park, they have a CMP gun shop inside that sells, of course, Garens and, uh, 1911s and all kinds of cool CMP firearms. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the prices are on the on the the grands, right. whatever right. you you know. I know people call them different are things. Saying, are you saying you might leave the showcase with a gear? I you know, know I, you know I've been looking to buy one for the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah. There, if the price is right, right, then absolutely there is a chance that I could be leaving with one. Yeah. Um. So anyway, we've got that on the uh, the 14th and the 15th, and then um, 17th, 18th, 19th, and the 20th is the gathering, which is what Mike was talking about in South Carolina. That's the uh, Palmetto State Armory event. Now, uh, my plan, 
uh, is to uh, basically travel from Alabama to South Carolina on the 16th, stopping by Lionheart Industries on the way and trying to do a video uh, factory tour from there. Yeah. Um, and then get over there and uh, hook up with uh, Jeff and the other guys from the Gear Report crew. I'll yep. be staying in the big army tent probably with them. And yeah. then um, I'm probably only going to stay two days at the gathering because um, two days puts me, you know, basically. And, and, right from and one of them week. is a media only day. So we'll be able to get a lot of work done. Right. On that Thursday, which is media only, and then it opens up to the public Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be leaving. So I, I, I'll be leaving here Monday night slash Tuesday morning, whatever you want to call it, at midnight. And it's about a seven-hour drive to Talladega. And I'll roll right in straight into uh, CMP range and do the, the shooting sports showcase. And then, like I said, we'll stay overnight there in Talladega and we'll roll out. So what you're going to be doing is you're going to be stopping off in the Atlanta area to go to Lionheart. I'm going to go ahead and go on up. And it's going to be weird. I know people are going to laugh and say, oh, you douchebag and all that, whatever. I'm going straight up because about 45 minutes north of where the gathering is going to be is the BMW factory that my car was built in. And I don't know if it'll be, if I can get in, I've I, I tried to contact them. If I can't, I just, it, it's, it'll be, it'll be kind of cool just to go to the factory that the new car is, was built in. So right. that'll be right. cool. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then we'll probably all uh, hang out a little bit with Jeff and them. And then uh, you're staying with Jeff and the gear report guys in the tent. I've got a house. Uh, with a bunch of Marine guys that we're going to probably just terrorize a house for a couple of days. But I'm going to be there the Thursday um, for media day, the 17th and the 18th. And I'll get up bright and early Saturday morning and make the 11 hour drive back home. I've got to get back to work. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. I mean, that'll put me, if I stay for two days on that, by the time I get home, I've got, I've been gone a week. So like that's yeah. So got to get back home. Um, we've got, uh, CNT, uh, he says, says, still have to get with me for some advice on the channel. Sorry it's taking so long. It's been busy with, uh, life. Yeah, no, I get it, man. Uh, whenever you get time, I've been back and forth today with, it was 704, I think maybe 704 outdoors, um, on some, on some different things. So, uh, not a big deal. And then Warsaw up here. I had an interesting one, if I can find it, and Ghost dropped out, unfortunately, just about the time that we mentioned something about the Marines. He says, don't all Marines use the M1 Garands for ceremonial drills? So, um, I don't know, maybe Ghost can shed some more light on that. Since Zeus jumped in out there. What's up, Zeus? Haven't seen Zeus in a while. Been a cold minute, cold, hot minute. Um so yeah, Ghost is back. So, yeah, I, I, was, I was hitting the chat button uh, on my phone. If you've ever been on StreamYard on your phone, the chat button's right next to the leave button. And I hit the leave button instead of the chat button, kind of seeing what questions were out there. <laughs> my fault. Well, I'm not very smart, you know. So is the is the Garen the official ceremonial rifle for the Marine Corps? Was what Warsaw was asking. Um, I don't know if it's the official ceremonial rifle for everyone. Um. It is the rifle that for the longest time, I think it still is for the Marine Corps silent drill team. 
Uh, they use the Garands and the Silent Drill team. Have you ever seen the USMC uh, Silent Drill team, which is amazing, by the way? If you ever get a chance, go see them. They, for the longest times, they use the Grand. I still think they do. I don't know if it's the official ceremony for all ceremonies, but the drill team, for the longest time, I believe they still do use Grands. Yes. So I can vouch that I don't know about the Marine Corps, but I can tell you that the Marine Corps League chapters do. And the reason I know that is that they borrowed mine. Uh, Ghost remembers the story. Because uh, one day I was I like, do. yeah, I've got an M1 Garand. And I think the, the Patreon people, this was before YouTube had channel members. So I think the Patreon people remember it too. But we were talking about Garands. And I'm like, I've got a Garand. And I couldn't find it. And then it dawned on me that I had loaned it to the Marine Corps League for them to do their color guard or whatever, or honor guard. And they had it for quite a while, if I remember. They had it for about two years. They had it for about two years. (laughs) Right. Um, So, uh, but it was in good hands. I wasn't wasn't concerned uh, with it, with with those guys. And, but I did finally get it back. It is here. Uh, Yes, I have. I have shot it since I've got it back for sure. Right. Uh, Love me. uh, Love me. The, the Garen for sure. Uh, HBO Matt. Hopping in out there and dropping the five spot. Thanks for that. Says uh, I got swatted. I got swatted for open carry uh, from car to friend's front door. Cops charged me for causing a nine one one call and recording the cops when they made threats. <laughs> so that's uh, that's silly. I don't know what else to say about that. That's yeah. That's a little bit ridiculous. Sounds um, like he lives in a neighborhood of Karens. So possibly, and I can tell you this, when I had the business in town, um, like it was crazy because my shop was in a strip mall type thing. And there was a, Mm. there was a bunch of other businesses. There's what, six or seven, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, maybe more than that. But anyway, occasionally people would egg the front glass windows and they would shoot paintballs and other stuff. Right. And. They always skipped my windows. I never, in fact, it got to the point that they thought it was me or somebody that I knew that was doing it. And I'm like, I promise you guys, I don't, I don't have a clue. Um, there was burglaries that happened. There was armed robberies that happened at the local convenience store. Good Lord, that happened two or three times a year. Um, Never had any the slightest little bit of shadiness that went on, but I will tell you this: um, it looked like a gun shop. The amount of guns that openly came from vehicles <laughs> into the building, uh, right. from friends coming to show me what they just bought, to maybe I'm taking stuff and I don't want to leave it in the vehicle, right? And so I'm taking it out to bring it inside until uh, yeah. I go to the range later, or you know whatever the case may be. I mean, there was constantly a flow of firearms in and out, in and out, and standing up in the corner in there and everything else. Uh, so I think that may be, uh, uh, maybe why the deterrent was HBO Matt says, uh, out there that that was Livingston, Texas. So, um, I don't know, I don't know where Livingston is. Where is Livingston? That's, that sucks. That sucks. Livingston is north of, Houston. Okay. Uh, kind of over there by like Woodlands and all that area? Uh, opposite side if I'm if I'm thinking right. Okay. Uh correct me if I'm wrong, HBO Matt, but I think that's the opposite side. I think it's okay. over. Uh, 
It's over. It's over by. Yeah, I think it's east of. He'll tell me. He'll tell me out there. But I think so it's Levick... kind of like north. It's kind of like northeast of Houston, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Livingston is going to be south of Lufkin. You go to Lufkin, if I'm remembering right. You go to Lufkin and all of that uh, down. So uh, HBO Matt out there dropping another one. Good lord, dude. Uh, says uh, felony organized crime for four of us recording the cops. Oh. Are you not allowed to record police officers in Texas? Yeah. So here's what I'm obviously that didn't stick, right? Obviously, he's in here talking to us. So, yeah. Yeah, he says it's south of Lufkin. So, south of Lufkin. Oh, okay. 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 So they just got, they got butt hurt because he was recording and they charged him with a bunch of stuff. It sounds like, yeah. what they did. are you not allowed to? I mean, I thought you were allowed to, if you, especially if you're on a public road so, so or private are, property. So you are allowed to. Um, but you know, the recording, the thing is that the, again, we get life is lived in the gray, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you get into a situation to where do they consider it or more importantly, do a, does a judge and or jury consider it interfering with the course of duty or whatever? Right. Sure. Sure. Um, at that point it can, it could certainly become a problem. And then I could see how, if there was multiple people involved, they would, they wouldn't consider it an organized thing. So, oh, I, I, I get, I get it. I just, I just, I don't know. It's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He it's says two, is. two of them are still in jail. $105,000 bond. Holy Sound of me, sound of me like he needs a good lawyer because I don't know, but I don't know the particulars of it. So, yeah. Sounds, Sounds like uh, when Rod, Rod was a cop and he, he was in Texas. So he said that. You're allowed to record anyone in public. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I've never had anything. I've never had a bad interaction. Well, I'll take that back. I've never had a bad interaction that I could not in some way justify. Sure. Um, with law enforcement ever, let alone in Texas. Yeah. Ever. Right. So, yeah. I forgive me for being foreign to the to the concept right call me yeah. blessed call me sir cursed whatever um but i had and i've been in some hairy stuff i mean i've had guns drawn on me twice mm-hmm. um and lived to tell the tale and didn't even get you know um cited get, or anything didn't even get a ride to jail or nothing else yeah, yeah and, nice. I, and i literally have have guns drawn on me twice so um, misunderstandings happen. <laughs> That's why they do. They it's do. important to, in my opinion, um, to be compliant because I can tell my story to a judge. Um, mm-hmm. but if they shoot me dead on the scene, I don't get a chance to tell my story to nobody. So, That's correct. um, I tend to not worry so much about recording somebody and doing this and doing that. They've got body cams. You put yeah. them on the witness stand. They can't lie about what they say and especially if you've got multiple people present and that sort of stuff if you're talking about it being in the public yeah. so um but again maybe i'm just lucky and that that certainly yeah. could be so buck out there yeah he's said, a liar. i just remembered that i lent fake news on roman and 10 millimeter but uh buck yeah. especially since i put out the video um 
on that Gerson 10 millimeter. Buck has got yep. the 10 millimeter bug now. So he I does. feel, I feel as if, assuming that Buck is going to try to make Tulsa in April, yeah, he's going to be looking for a 10 millimeter. Uh, I think he already is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he already is. Um, yeah, because we've been actually been talking about, you know, it was so funny because Buck made a comment last night during my podcast, and I didn't bring it up just because it wasn't with the pro thing, but there's a lot of times that Buck and I will meet at the range to shoot, and we'll just sit there for an hour and just talk, you know, I mean, right. and not shoot around, just sit there and talk. And, and um, anyway, so the conversation we had one of the times was he was at the range a week or two ago, a couple weeks ago, and I was at the range and he brought his Gerson uh, regard and the 1911 and 45. I brought the Ronin. We were kind of shooting each other stuff and all that. And, and he had made a mention that he was really looking into a, a 10 millimeter. And, and I don't know, he might go with the Gerson because he does like the Gerson brand. He's just gotten two of them lately. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if if he doesn't end up with a Gerson ten millimeter. And um, but yeah, he's been talking about it. And like he said, he was told by somebody, don't know who that guy is, but he said you're not a fud unless you own a ten millimeter. Does that make me a fud? No, I'm just saying you're not a fud unless you have a ten millimeter. You okay, can have a ten you, millimeter and not be a fud, but you cannot okay, claim good. to be a fud. Unless okay, you have I, I, I want to make sure that we that we yeah. get this right because. You know, you're a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll, and somewhere in the middle is like air supply. I don't want to be air supply. You know, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so I, I don't. I have no problem owning 10 millimeters. I just don't want to be called a fud. So if it's one of those things where you are automatically a fud if you own a 10 millimeter, then I'll be getting rid of this thing very quickly. <laughs> nah, so, probably won't do that. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned the regard. Yeah. Totally brutally honest thoughts yeah. on the regard versus Beretta or Taurus. My beloved 92, which everyone knows that I love a 92. Uh, I never thought I would say this. The regard is not just a little bit better. It's a lot better right. than the 92. Right. I mean, it's, right. it's, it's a lot better than a 92. Right. It's it's yeah. almost like this is probably exactly what they did. I mean, it, it's it's a '92 clone, but it was built with Beretta stuff, and it's like they they took all of the good things about the '92 and kept them, and then went down the list and say, "What's crappy about the '92? Yeah, and what let's fix this. Yeah. yeah, and let's fix it. And it's like the '92. It's it, it's like the '92 that Beretta probably always wished they would have put out. You know what I'm well, saying? And they probably do in a higher end model. They do, they do, and especially when you start on some of the M nines and, and, yeah. and some of the higher. But the actual, like, like a ninety two FS. Yeah, no, it's, no it's, competition. It's not even close. No, uh -huh. it's not even close. Yep. Yep. No, I would agree. You know, and it, it surprisingly, it I, you know. And it kicks the dog's not out of Taurus. And for those that... And like, I never shot a PT-92, so I, I wouldn't have any reference you know, to that. So for those that, that... And I like the Taurus. I own all kinds of 92s because I love the design. I just love the looks of the 92. Um, but the uh, for those that, that like the Taurus because of the frame-mounted safety, 
yeah. the Gen 3 Gerson has the frame mounted safety. So, yeah. you know, no, no excuses. <laughs> well, you, you're, you're talking about, you're talking about, and, and people know that I have, I hold the 92 in high regard. No offense, no pun intended. Um, and it's not because I think it's a, the greatest handgun of all time by any means. It's just what I learned. It was the first handgun that I shot. So I always have a special place for the M9 slash 92. But by no means am I going to sit there and say it's the greatest handgun ever. It's my favorite handgun uh, model. But I'm not saying, but man, like you said, I mean, in the regard, man, I don't know something about it might be the grips. I don't know, but it feels so much better. It feels like a little more beefier, a little more. I mean, it just, it just feels so much better. You know, it is. That's one of the things that they did. It almost has that Brigadier or Centurion or whatever style. Centurion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The the beefier Beretta. It almost has that. That, that's what they that's almost what it compares to yeah but even uh, then i think great. but even then i think the fit of the slide to the frame and the trigger is still better than than the beretta the trigger is great oh, it's um, phenomenal. the trigger is really good um, but and i don't know thing, that's one oh, thing with this with this 1911 that's one thing that surprised me was the trigger it's like oh my yeah. god and i don't know I don't know if the grips that Buck has on his, if, if there's different grip options or not. But the grips that he had, if I remember, they're like kind of like a, they're not like wood, but like, they're kind of like the color of like a cherry wood, you know, mahogany kind of a color. They weren't red, they weren't brown. They're were kind of like that, you know, they were really pretty. But man, like they felt amazing. Like the grips did. So, like I said, I don't know if those are coming on all of them, if that's a stock thing or if that's an option. But the setup that Buck has was amazing. Really was. Right. CT out there saying, uh, we all have that gun that we like, no matter what anyone else says. Yep, absolutely. That's what makes us individuals. and, And that's, you know, that's what we have to, we have to be really careful when we're talking, especially to new firearm owners, we have to be really careful and, and make them understand that, you know, mm-hmm. they choose something. And, you know, while that's not my choice, right? It's like, you know, yep. uh, will it get the job done? You know? Well, everyone has their own thoughts of what a gun should feel like. Everyone has their own thoughts of what a gun should look like. Mm-hmm. Um the different safeties or lack thereof, whatever, you know, everyone's got their own taste in guns. And I know a lot of people that think the 92 is ugly as hell. Yep. To me, yep. I don't think it's gorgeous. I, I do like the design of it. I've always been a Beretta fan, but once again, my draw to the 92 has nothing to do with looks, with the feel, with how good of a gun it is. It's more sentimental to me because it is the first handgun that I ever shot. Right. And for me, I love shooting handguns. And and it had had I had I hated the ninety two originally, like for the from the get go, I don't know if I would have shot a whole lot of handguns because that might have been like the best worst experience ever. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But for me, I was like, oh man, hell yeah. 
you know, yeah. and that's why I like the AR so much is the first gun that I ever shot ever in my life. Well, besides like a 22 and I was like 10 years old or something, but the first gun that I ever shot was the M16 A2. Yep. And I loved it. And so that's why I kind of tend to go towards the AR platform because it reminds me of the M16 A2. Um, why no matter what happens, I will hold the 92 design in high regard because it means a lot to me. Right. Right. Not because I think that they're the greatest things ever. It's just, it holds, it'll always hold a special place in my heart. Poncho's jumping in out there. Tough Poncho. Um, yeah, I mean, not, not absolutely not the case with me. With me, the 92 comes into play like, so, so 1911s for me. Um, I'm not a yeah. super huge fan of 1911s. However, I, I have, it's an iconic design. Um, sure. Absolutely. I love the history. Really tested, his- you know, yeah. it, it, it's, it stood the test of time. <laughs> yeah. One, two wars, whatever you want to call, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love the history. Um, I love the mechanics. I love the art. I love the, I love how it has evolved ever so slightly, right? Over the years, yeah. like a modern 1911 is not. It's, there's a little bit of difference between a modern 1911 and an original 1911. Sure. But not a lot, right? Right. It's kind of like we were talking about. You can swap some grips and you can polish this and maybe do that and put some lightning cuts or some silly song. But ultimately, it is what it the is. The design is the design. So yeah. it's, it's one of them things where I've got respect and admiration for the history and beauty of a 1911. And so I own sure. them more for yeah. that reason than anything else. Um, and then the 92 for me um, falls into a category where, uh, you know, like the 1911, it has some military roots, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, but um, 80s action movie and even action movies today. I mean, just oh, yeah. iconic. Sure. You don't have an action movie without a Beretta in there somewhere. You, you, you look at happen. the 80s, but I mean, and, and everything in the 80s did, but I mean, the one that people go to is Lethal Weapon. I mean, Dower, you know, lethal weapon. Yeah. Die Hard Lethal Weapon. Those are the ones that, I mean, it was front and center. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. everyone yep. saw Lethal Weapon, and everyone got a chance to see the 92 a lot of times, you know? Yep. Pat Hurst jumping in out there. And, What's uh, up, Pat? Uh, I just realized Pat Hurst did not call in on your show last night. Shame on you, He Pat. didn't. What the hell, Pat? I was waiting and everything. <laughs> right. Are you telling me that he has a life and wasn't watching? Because, my apparently. God. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. So, um, yeah, that's our hour here, everybody. So, thanks for the, uh, the, the, the ripping and the conversation and the picking. Uh, it's been it's been fun. It always is. Um, Ghost, what you got coming up? What do you got in the works? I'm I'm hoping to get to the range tomorrow uh, to do a torture test for the BRG nine. That'll be released nice. if I get it done. It'll be released Saturday. I'll be going to the range again Friday to get beat the rain because we're supposed to rain all next week. Then I'll be gone the week after that. We get some work in with the new uh, SAR USA nine nine millimeter AR pistol. Beautiful looking gun. Beautiful nice. looking AR pistol. 
and that'll probably come out next week. And then I have some other stuff, some shorts and some different stuff coming on. But, um, right. yeah, it, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to torture testing the BRG nine. Cool. Um, well, thanks for, uh, for jumping in on a, uh, gun yeah, and clover. These yeah. are always, always fun. We don't get to always have a good as, time nearly as often as we probably should. Well, but, we talked uh, about this before. I mean, we talk every day and I tell you, I don't know if people would be interested or not, but I think our phone conversations should be recorded sometimes and put on podcasts because we go to some, some weird and very rarely do we talk guns. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. We, we were talking about Russia and Ukraine one time I and mean, some of our phone calls should be podcasts sometimes. So maybe we, maybe we do a channel member Patreon trial oh, yeah, on sure. that sometimes and just see yeah. how it works. So sure. Uh, for those that are uh, uh, channel members or are Patreons, mm-hmm, let us know we what might, you think. We, we might record a, a phone call here or there. Right. Um, so yeah, again, it is March the 2nd. Every second matters. So I'm going to say get out there. I uh, still got a few hours left. Make those social media posts, videos, Absolutely. whatever. Uh, Profile Lifestyle Pro 2A uh, let's have fun with it. Let's spread some awareness. Remember, uh, every second matters literally belongs to everybody. Nobody owns right. that. Nobody is. There's no organization that started it, even though some might like to claim that um, it belongs <laughs> to us all. So get out there and be a part of it for sure. Um, the Grisson 10 millimeter video dropped yesterday doing phenomenally. So thanks to everyone that, that is a part of making that happen. And uh, tomorrow, assuming that, uh, we don't have issues like we did today, tomorrow we've got, um, uh, Chase with EAA. So he's going to be talking about, oh, there is no telling what that conversation is going to be. Right. Go. We will talk about, uh, all things <laughs> Gerson, I'm sure on that. So if you and got things not about, Gerson, I'm sure yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. So if you've got questions about any of the things that EAA is bringing in, importing right now, including their Gersons. Uh, join us for that one at 5 Eastern. Uh, and then once again, I want to say well wishes, get well soon to my medic. They, they had to cancel the podcast recording today because they were uh, feeling under the weather. And we hope they get better and we will have them rescheduled because talking about medical and med kit stuff is, uh, is super important. Um, as for this one, we're gone. So uh, till next time, don't forget to change by our freedom. <laughs>